on the last Canary Club podcast of the month, Hitchens fixtures for the coming season. A recap on the Community Shield, both men and women. Why are so many Brazilians playing for Shakhtar Donetsk? And another update on the Canary Crisis Fund, all coming up on this week's Canary Club podcast. Oh yes, Freddie. Back again, back again for another one. Commentary tomorrow. (laughs) Commentary tomorrow, yep. Busy? Yeah, it feels like we haven't seen each other for ages. I think the last thing we did uh, was Stockfold and Tuesday in a wind-affected match. Well, I've only just recovered from Stockfold now. I can still feel it in my bones. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like since then it's just been colder. And I mean, last day of August, and now it it does feel like autumn's approaching. Yeah, rapidly. Yeah, it really does. So I'll have to wrap up warm for tomorrow night. We're at Bedford tomorrow, which you can listen to on HTFC Radio. I think the kickoff is half seven, so we'll be on air from about quarter past. Absolutely. And we're also going to be uh, reviewing the pie and chips at certain grounds as we as we wander around the country to see mm. who is packing the the biggest punch in the uh, in the canteen there. Yeah. Uh, it will include Hitchin as well. Yeah, I'm looking for I'm looking forward to that. It was a shame Stopfold. I don't think they opened their uh, their canteen up, uh, no. but hopefully Bedford, we uh, we have something there, and that'll become a regular halftime feature of you going off to get the pie and chips. And oh, then, brilliant! Yeah, and then we'll almost have a World Cup style tournament of that. At so that's end. what you got, listeners, uh, <laughs> to look forward to. Uh, some yum, of the yum. fixtures where we may well be feasting on some chips yes. uh, are Hitchens. First game of the season is a home game, yep. uh, and it's against Ulvchurch, who were twenty first last season. Uh, they would have been relegated. Yes. So. Looks like a fairly easy start for that one game. Well, you can say that, but if if I was the manager of that club and I would have and I've just missed relegation by the skin of my chinny chin chin, I'm going to make sure that I get something sorted out for next season. Yeah, that we're not in that situation again. Um, so um, I think yeah, Alba Church on on uh, last season's sort of. Uh, you know, last season's uh, form. <laughs> form. Thank you very much. It's all right. It is very early here in the morning, so yeah. I just sort of st- my head's still on the pillar. Um, yeah, going by last season's form, it's it's potentially uh, a good start for Hitchin, and and of course, Albert Church are probably not the only people that have updated. Of course, Hitchin have got some some new superstars that have come in. Hopefully, they've signed. We'll be talking to uh, Berkey about that. Mm. Hopefully, tomorrow um, about whether the inks dry on those. And then afterwards, three days later, or it could even be two days later if we're looking at a home game, is an FA Cup qualifier. So you get one game in, yeah. and then it's our first FA Cup game. Uh, so you, that's another reason why Hitchin have to start well yeah. against Church. Yeah, absolutely. We, we've got to hit the ground running. There's no two ways about that. Um, I was quite impressed uh, with their with their game uh, against Stockfold. Stockfold look a lot tidier than, um, than their, their counterparts. Um, where we went the other week, um, yeah, Amptil, Amptil, Leverstock. Mm. Yeah, I mean Leverstock's in the same same league as Alsey. Yeah, so it might be interesting to keep an eye on those. Well, Bedford statistically is going to be the toughest friendly yes. yet. They're a league below us. Few yeah. hitching players. Their manager is an ex hitching player. Yeah, uh, as well. So mm-hmm. that's going to be a tougher one. And Mark Burke just ba- building up the fixtures based based on fitness, basically on yes. on our opponents. After the FA Cup qualifier, we go to Snailbridge. Snow, who finished just, well. Yeah, finished just outside the playoffs last season. Then Rushton and Diamonds, who are a strong side uh, weren't, themselves. Weren't Rushton and Diamonds a championship side? I, I kind of I yeah, remember yeah. seeing them sort of in the in the proper league. You know? Yeah, sad what happened really all the way down and playing well, Hitchin now. Well, they yeah. lost they lost their ground, didn't they? Mm. And then and then it just kind of domino affected from there. But yeah, yeah we'll we'll take them on. Uh, 
they're still alive and sitting here, still going. It's just good to see. Uh, then it's Needham Market, and it's an interesting one here uh, <laughs> because I went to Needham Market's second game of the season. Hitchin were away there, yeah. And a lot of the fans were saying, "Oh, eight one, eight one." And I'll tell you why. It's because last the season before last, yeah, we went to Needham Market's second game of the season and were beaten eight okay. one. Oh my and god! And we went there <laughs> and we drew one all and really should have won. So yeah. that shut a few people up, really. But good. So that's a tough one because they'll they will still remember that. I mean, they yeah. finished thirteenth last season, um, and then it's Leiston, Leiston, who actually. Very well bottom of the league until about Christmas and then climbed out and got a new manager and played really well you went away to Leicester well last Brian year. and I Brian and I went down there and we just missed out on the fish and chips didn't we Brian <laughs> um, but um, yeah we saw we saw a Leicester team that, that had uh, definitely had a bone in their mouth and uh, and they were up for it and they you know they <laughs> They turned us over, basically, you know, uh, mm. <laughs> and and that I think was the was the start of their climb out of out of the relegation zone. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Home game unboxing there as well, which is one the fans always like to see because I mean, if you are able to just walk down to the ground after all the food you've eaten, it is it is a nice <laughs> fixture. You don't want to be going away somewhere, especially yeah. if the family want you as well. No, that's right uh, to eat food. So. Uh, and then last game of the season, Russia Olympic, that's an away match. But mm. hopefully, I mean, we haven't even mentioned the FA Cup. A lot of qualifiers starting tonight. Yeah. Um, the very first of the first qualifiers. Mm-hmm. Um, Hitchin, obviously a team that next season will have spent 95 years in the FA Cup. Yeah. 95 years since the first one. They're going to have a commemorative kit uh, to celebrate that. Um, but an FA Cup run... Do do we have to almost put that aside this season and just say, look, we really want a playoff push? Because I, a lot of the times the season's been distracted by a cup run. Yes, it has. But also financially, what the FA Cup run does do for a, for a club like Hitchin is is provide very <clears throat> very valuable and, and needed funds. You know, so uh, I think I think Hitchin can we can have a little run in this. You know what I mean? Maybe we can earn a couple of grand out of it. Mm, and uh, yeah. You know, you know, it's never going to be it's, like it's the days. It's one game at a time as well. Yeah. You know, it's take whatever you can get and keep going. The EFA Cup draw, and also, it, you know, the fans will come down as we saw in the Solihull game over yeah. three thousand. And you know, it's a really big one for the community. We saw the FA Cup draw as well yeah. being held uh, in the Canary Club. I was lucky to go along uh, and watch that. Well, talking of the FA Cup, uh, mm. we saw the FA Cup winners. Yeah, uh, I think I've got this stat. Right, in the last five of last five or six community shields have been won by an, the team who's won the FA Cup. The four, four, and four of those have been Arsenal. Four of those have been Arsenal. So yeah. Arsenal have another one, beat Liverpool, won yep. all, uh, and then five four and penalties. Thank goodness there was no extra time. Would have been yes, unnecessary. It is. I mean, before we even start talking about the game, did we actually need a community shield this season? Because we've only just finished the last one. It's. I think it's part of the it's it's the grand opening of the season, isn't it? And and it has been for for numerous years, you know. And yeah, yeah, we need it, we need it. And I'm not saying that just because we won it. Um, either way, whatever happens, I, th- I think it's yeah, it's a vital part of the start. It marks the the curtain opening on the season. So for me, very important. A one-all draw then uh, for Arsenal and a penalty shootout was good practice to get that one in as well. If you're looking at potential European ties uh, for both sides and. Well, it, I think it was it was a deserved penalty shootout, really, because both teams going at each other. Liverpool could have had more yeah. uh, credit to them really knocking on the door in the second half. But 
Arsenal, is that pretty much what you expected from them in terms of how they came out and played against the champions? It was better than, than I was expecting, to be fair. There was some performances. When I looked at the team sheet and I went, El Nenny? Mm. What, you know, what the hell is he doing back? I know we haven't got Danny Ceballos, but El Nenny? <laughs> <laughs> you know, come on. It's superb performance. And, and what a superb performance as well from Maitland-Niles. Mm. Um, link with Wolves. Yeah, I mean, I, wolves. there's rumours now saying Arsenal after that are trying to keep him. I mean, yeah, I'd have been keeper. trying to keep him since the FA Cup semi-final yep. when he came out against Manchester City, yep. played left wing back, yep. and was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, was. I don't know why we were even considering selling him. Um, I'm, I mean, Ceballos has had a great season for us. Don't get me wrong, you know. But why loan in a player? I mean, Ainsley Maitland-Niles can play that position in the centre of the park. Yeah. It's his preferred position. Um, give the man a chance. Do you know what I mean? I think I think you, you can see why he'd be such a good fit for Wolverhampton because he can play on the wing back role. They've just yep. lost Matt Doherty. They have to to Tottenham, mm. um, and he can also play centre midfield uh, where they lack a bit uh, in that area, but definitely need a right wing back. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can see why they like him. And but if you're Arsenal, I think you're pushing that after that you're pushing it to 25 million and he's just been given an England call up as well. Yeah, so that's that right. even more increases you know his his worth. Yes, it, I mean to be fair, I, I don't want to see him go anywhere. Wolves mm. can keep banging on the door as much as they like, um, but he's a utility player, like you say, he can play all over the park. And and you know what an acquisition! All right, I know he was a bit sluggish, and Arteta says to him, "Listen, son, if you want to play for us, you're going to have to raise the bar a little bit." And he's done that, mm. you know. And uh, and fair play to him, I think he's a great player, and and I'll be gutted if he goes. To you know, an, an English player as well, which is always yeah. just so good to see him come out from the had to be the other game. Uh, Chelsea beat Manchester City 2-0 absolutely fantastic performance from uh, from the Blues and I thought they were really good superb goal from Millie Bright mm-hmm. uh, to, to get the first one um, and Chelsea the champions albeit computerised champions yep. after the premature end of, of last season looked really good against Manchester City yeah I think Chelsea are um, they've, they've raised a bar this season haven't they and they're, and they're certainly going to be a force to be reckoned with Um and I'd like to touch on something else as well. I mean, Liverpool, mm. I can't see them doing what they did last season, this season. In the, I mean, yeah, the men. Salah looked yeah. flat. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mane is Mane. He's just going to do that all the time. But um, he was certainly um, he was certainly kept out, wasn't he, Mane? Mm. I mean, uh, Martinez, uh, I mean, Mane must hate the men. Um, <laughs> two superb saves to stop yeah. Mane um, making it a nightmare for Arsenal. But Liverpool just looked flat. And they haven't bought anyone. No, you know, Costa Simicas is the only signing the uh, ex Olympiacos left back and you you look at the centre-backs they've let go of Dejan Lovren who albeit yeah. you know isn't probably good enough to play for Liverpool but no. you've got to you've got to recruit and they are going to loan out young players there's a lot of talk about some of the young players Nico Williams given a start uh, yeah. on on Saturday but a lot of them are going to go on loan Rian Brewster who hit the crossbar oh, penalty is probably going for to, that boy, yeah, you, probably going to end up on loan now as well sure and I mean that's how you kill players and <laughs> I mean you know I'm not saying he's he's professional enough and he'll probably uh, recover from that but it, 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 he's going to wake up screaming I didn't even it? notice he'd come on and then he just walked <laughs> to the penalty came spot. on for the penalty that's all yeah, he did his yeah. first touch of the ball was a penalty so you know I'm not going to I'm not going to mm. criticise Klopp's management of the team but that's not really a good thing 
thing to do for one of your young stars coming well, through, is it? Well, you're talking about Liverpool and sort of inferring to the title race. Yeah. We've seen Chelsea spend. Yeah. There's still more to come. Thiago Silva, yeah. uh, Timo Werner and Hakim Ziyech uh, yeah. were signed early. Malang Sarr as well. Ben Chilwell. Still yeah. talk of Kai Havertz, who I think is a fantastic player. I think Ben Chilwell's a great player. Yeah. You know, certainly one of the best uh, that England have got in that position. Can they challenge Liverpool and can they challenge Manchester City? Man City is a different acquisition. Liverpool, like I say, I think they're going to flatten off and be a top four team um, next season. Um, Messi to Man City. I mean, if that happens, then... Uh, That's a whole new podcast. It is a whole new podcast. <laughs> but um, I'm just saying, you know, um, for for the likes of can Man City challenge, of course they can. Yeah. They're always going to be a threat. And, um, you know, they're introducing some players. And, and like I say, Messi to Man City is not Im- impossible. Mm. Uh, next bit of the podcast, we are talking about why are so many Brazilians playing for Shakhtar Donetsk? Money. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Well, uh, in the in the Shakhtar Donetsk, so they play in Ukraine. If you if you don't know already, in the first team squad of Shakhtar, eleven players are Brazilian, uh, and two crazy. two more from Brazil, and now have gained Ukrainian citizenships. Right. Uh, and uh, play for the Ukrainian national team. We're doing really well yeah. uh, under the leadership of Andrei Shevchenko, like a different animal. Yeah. Um, no longer playing with Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and actually now. Now look, no, he plays for Sweden. What am I on about? Uh, <laughs> Ibrahimovic. I thought if he's gone over there, he's not yeah. Brazilian. <laughs> he's still playing now, and he's probably yeah. still a really good player. He'll as probably well. get into the Ukraine team. Um, so yeah, it's Junior Marias and Marlos, uh, uh-huh. a Brazilian too. Uh, they received Ukrainian citizenships in the last three years. Um, their current manager is the Portuguese Luis Castro. That's not really the link though. The first sure. notable Brazilian was Brandao who joined the club in 2002 and he's widely regarded as the trailblazer for Brazilians to sign for Shakhtar because once one's right. over yeah. and it's everyone wants to go and join your mate. That's right. Well, look at Arsenal, you know mm. what I mean? All the Brazilians <laughs> there, yeah. <laughs> They're coming over well, now, Well, well I, think, I think there's more forces behind the scenes in that one. But obviously there are yeah. uh, in Shakhtar as well. Um, yeah. But as... As we know, Ukrainian football is a tough sale. If you're coming from Brazil and the sun and the sandy beach, you're going to Ukraine. Yeah. Big dip in temperatures. Yeah. No beach. No beach. That I know of. Yeah. Um, the food's good. Yeah. And even a, a conflict with Russia has affected Shakhtar and they've had to play. They can't even play in their home stadium. I think they may have moved back, though. Mm-hmm. Um, but a conflict with Russia's may have had to travel thousands of miles across the country and, and, play, and play somewhere else. But they still managed to attract... Uh, attract the players and the main reason really is obviously with Brandao being the trailblazers is, is the yeah. exposure you can get because in Champions League and Europa League we think of the big six leagues in Europe yeah. but you get all these teams like Shakhtar who yes, ended up mm. going to the Europa League semi-finals they've won mm-hmm. they've won it before as well yeah. that's good exposure and, and we'll go on to look at some of the players who've signed mm-hmm. uh, Luis Adriano is the club's all-time top scorer yeah. Bernard now at Everton right. uh, Willian Obviously gone right. to Chelsea, now Arsenal. Yeah. Fernandinho, uh, City. Uh, Fred, now at United. And Douglas Costa, now at Juventus. Yeah. But still, so many of them hang around, actually, and spend many years at the club, like Alex Teixeira. Yes. Um, but obviously, a, the, it just shows how important European football is. And even the Europa League, which has its critics, mm-hmm. but that's proof that playing well in the Europa League can earn you the moves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean... It, 
like you said, it's it's exposure at a European level, um, which they might not get at some of the bigger clubs, you know, mm. um, because like they've all they're, they're sorted out with their with their squads and everything. But uh, at Shakhtar Donetsk, like you say, uh, the the level is a little bit different, you yeah. Know, with, with with respect, um, but yeah, they can they can get exposure, and then hopefully maybe their their hope is that one of the big boys will come in and go, hey, actually you're mm. quite good, you know, we're going to pull you in. Yeah, and the interesting thing is it is just signing players from Brazil. Out of the under twenty one <coughs> squad, everyone's Ukrainian, so no Brazilians in there. Right. <laughs> no Brazilians who play for Dynamo Kiev, the other big team, and Dnipro, who yeah. are the sort of third best team uh, in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a really interesting one. But Wolves, I mean, we looked at patterns including Spaniards who play for Barca, yeah. uh, Vissel Kobe. I'm sure we'll touch more on Japanese football sure. uh, later on. Uh, but that's just that's an interesting one. I was watching them playing against Inter Milan. I watched them playing against Wolfsburg in the Europa League. I thought there's a lot of Brazilians here, but yeah. <laughs> it has been picked up on. It's been going on for about 18 years now. Mm. Uh, so next up on the podcast, we'll have a look at the Canary Club Crisis Fund. HTFC Radio are looking for a sponsor. Does your company or business need the extra bit of publicity to take it to the next level? With two live commentaries every week and a weekly podcast, as well as exclusive interviews and highlights videos of Hitchin Town FC games, HCFC Radio and the Canary Club podcast is the perfect place to advertise your business. Contact us either by email, on Twitter or Instagram, and this slot could be yours. £25,000 is the magic number for Hitchin Town FC uh, to ensure the status of survival at top field. We're 73% of the way there, Marek. 10 days in. Absolutely unbelievable. I mean, well done the people of Hitchin and the supporters of Hitchin Football Club and, and football in general, you know, for your very generous donations. Um, without them, you, you know, um, Hitchin and, and many clubs were, were certainly going to suffer, especially this year. 2020 has been a real bitch for, for non-league football. No, it certainly has, and even for some of the larger teams. I mean, we've seen Wigan Athletic, and there are other issues there, but yeah. it, uh, it has affected everyone. But nice to see. I mean, I always have a look at some of the comments and who's donated, and yeah. people <laughs> like Crystal Palace fans, people who've never visited Top Field. And I think that's all credit to the social media team. There was a feature on Radio Five Live on yeah. on the Colin Murray show. Matt Furness went on there, did a uh, did a good PR job for the club in, in the interview there with Colin right after he was talking about Lionel Messi on the yeah. show. So. <laughs> Yeah. It's a good, it's a good link that I think's been made uh, uh, on hit on Hitchin Town social media platforms. And here's what Mark, Mark Burke had to say: he said mostly mirroring really what what everyone thinks. I mean, yeah. he said I think it's been an amazing response from Hitchin supporters and the wider league and non-league community. It's great that we can start this work on top field straight away. I'd like to thank everyone who's donated, but please keep donating as we do need the full twenty-five thousand pounds. You know, mm-hmm. we can't stop, but I'm sure people are going to keep going. There's I mean, 10 days in, there's so much more time, yeah. uh, but there's no sign of the momentum slowing, which is great to see. And there are actually little bits of fundraising that we are going to touch on tomorrow. Yeah, uh, Some really good things going on there. Uh, Berkey also said, I thought it was a tremendous gesture from my playing squad to donate to the crowdfunder and pay a fitting tribute to four stalwart supporters, John Gray, Chris Green, Ralph Armitage and Fred Andrews. I admit to be being quite overwhelmed by their generosity and thoughtfulness and I'm very proud of the gesture I don't know if you saw that but um, don't but basically donating in memory of these Hitchin supporters yeah. who've, par- who've passed away unfortunately 
uh, in in the last year or so. Such a nice touch from the players. Just shows how connected they are with the supporters. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's such a, a community spirit as well. Going, to, I mean, it 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 it's, it's really is lovely. I mean, I get, I get all like goosey bumpy yeah. and warmy feelings when I think about it. Uh, and just to be a part of that is yeah. is, is, a, is an honour, you know. It, it does show the connection between the players, fans, manager, and 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 the wider community. It shows how yeah. why this club. And its history is so important. Yeah, and 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 it is a historical club. I mean, like you say, ninety-five years in the FA Cup when we turned Chelsea over. Yeah, you know that's the. <laughs> well, I mean, we were just talking about could Chelsea win the league? <laughs> yeah, and now we right. now we we're on to that, and yeah, it just it, it really does does show. But still, prizes up for grabs. You yes. can even enter into a draw to sponsor the main stand. Wow, uh, and we're also looking for a sponsor as well. I'm yes, sure we you'll have heard the jingle that we've played out on this podcast. So, Marek, tomorrow night, uh, Eddie's going to be there. Yes. Uh, so I'm pleased to say we'll have some highlights videos probably coming out on Wednesday or Thursday uh, this this coming week. Hopefully, yep. we'll interview Mike Burke uh, after the game or an assistant. Um, what What do you expect from tomorrow? Because Hitchin's second half, you got the feeling Mike Burke wasn't happy against no, Stockholm. They, but they again, they kind of you know came out and say, I mean, nobody wants to play in that. It's like playing in sort of you know in the rainy season or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was horrendous, wasn't it? I mean, you've only got to listen to our <laughs> our commentary upload. Yeah, uh, which to, is na- yeah, which is now. So if you are listening to this, haven't caught the the uh, didn't catch the commentary on Tuesday night, that's going <clears> to be. It is already uploaded as a podcast, so that's on all yeah. podcast platforms. But be, so be warned, there want. is a lot of... A lot of wind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's sorry a bit, about it's that. It's a bit like some of the early Star Wars films with yeah. the Darth Vader scenes at points. <laughs> yeah. Uh, unfortunately, a lot of references to the wind, but you couldn't really help it there. No, Hopefully, you, you uh, we'll, have a, we'll have a different day at Bedford yeah. Town tomorrow. It'll be an interesting one because their ground's right next to... Uh, just Bedford Bedford United, I think. So Is both it? clubs right next door. I mean, wow. you see a bit of it uh, in this country with the rivals will be right next to each other. But yeah. uh, none more uh, none more than Bedford tomorrow. Uh, Callum Donnelly, Brett's brother, yeah. a former Bedford player as well, now at Biggleswey Town. And Bedford, really good runner form in pre-season as well. So two sides who've done really well in pre-season mm-hmm. uh, going head-to-head. I'm sure Bedford will be looking for a promotion as well sure. uh, up to the Southern Central Division 1. Well, I mean, like, like, like you said, this is going to be a stronger test for for Hitchin and the strongest test in in preseason that that we've had. And for that reason, I, I'm looking forward to it because I want to see, like, like we were talking about, I want to see us go down. I want mm. to see us go one nil down, and let's see how we how we you know rally the troops and, and get back into the game. Yeah, was it? It, it was certainly interesting. Hopefully, Ben Wolster uh, will be back fit again. Yeah. Uh, for this one, Hitchin also goes to St Neots uh, on Saturday. That'd be a good one. Uh, so that that so we can really now see uh, the standard of opponent uh, increasing. Yeah. Uh, uh, which is good to see. And now the I suppose the players have to step up and um, new season still feels like a while away. Uh, but but cramming in the friendlies, we've got one actually back at top field, which we'll have live commentary on, is against Harpenden Town okay. uh, on Thursday the 10th. So we look forward yeah, uh, to playing Harpenden. Uh, and then the, the season's underway. What are your predictions for the season? Well, because we like it depends on these signings like yeah. Berkey says. If the ink's dry on those signings, I, I de- definitely see us... Um, having a pretty good season actually I'm not going to say anything like making any playoff positions or anything like that would be wonderful and I'm sure Burke is aiming for the top because that's the kind of guy he is yeah but um realistically I think if we if we get a top 
a top half of the table, let's say a top 10, let's just be bold. If we get a top 10 finish, it, for me, uh, as, as a relatively new Hitchin fan, um, I'd be delighted. I think also the important thing is also we've talked about transfers, but it looks like a lot of them have been done. Yeah. And because the squad depth is looking good. I mean, hopefully we'll hang on to some of these pro director Gandhi players and players like Henry Snee. But if you look at most yeah. positions, there's depth there. Left back, you've got Edie, Wolster can play there. Yeah. Jay Dillon, striker, there's Henry Snee, Steve Cawley, yeah. Marcus Goldburn as well. Yeah. Depth everywhere. And a lot of versatile players as well. Even Max Ryan, who came on, I know, impressed you in, against in Stockholm game, as well. Did. Yeah, he did. You know, and and De Silva as well. I mean, he's he's looking like a a, a pretty very light. Well, we we had no Luke Brown, and I know no. we're big fans of him. Yeah, but De like Silva him. just stepped in, scored, yep. looked really good. And on a windy night as well, a player like him, he's a tricky winger, yeah. likes to take people on, yeah. and really fought that game. Was putting tackles in, tracking back, sliding mm-hmm. in on people, working really hard. Just what mm-hmm. Mark Burke wants to see from this side. And exactly, if one player could sort of epitomise his whole squad's playing style, it mm-hmm. really was. De silver but yeah yeah especially on a night like that you know a windy <laughs> night in the stop fold yeah uh, hopefully we won't have conditions like that then no, tomorrow night Maracano we're both looking forward uh, to that one then we'll yeah, see definitely. if we can do St. Neots on Saturday as well it'd be nice to go down there for another easy away trip for us uh, so see you tomorrow if you can't make the game make sure you're listening absolutely so tune in by the Zeno app to HTFC yeah. radio and uh, and join us there See you tomorrow night. It's Hitchin' Against Bedford and it's live and exclusive on HDFC Radio.